What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. But oh, today I think I got a bit of the sensual, late night, intimate voice. I don't know. I think maybe it's the it's the darkness that is making me talk a little more uh, raspy. You talking about yourself? Do you feel it? Yeah, like myself, lah. Oh, I thought you talking about me because I'm. I mean, my baby's asleep, lah. That's why I'm. I have to be a bit more sensual when I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I got no real reason. Yeah. Uh, but don't know. It feels like I mean, generally when you're at home and it's around like eleven plus p.m., the and the and the environment is a bit quieter, lah. Right. Mm. Of course, if you live above a hawker center or something, it's different. But it is a bit quieter, and I don't know. It feels less comfortable to just be shouting my head off lah. and also I think also because it's December and you know generally stuff starts slowing down a bit the weather starts getting cooler everything so general mood just everything just cools down a bit lah, you know oh you think so I think so I think <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah. in June like you, you the weather's hot you also feel fucking hot and all got elections yeah. everything fucking on fire everyday want to score PAP every the kind of thing <laughs> Now chill, Actually, now maybe, chill. maybe there is some truth to that uh, because, I mean, chances are in June, July, August, also your work is a bit more hectic so you're mm, a little bit mm. more on edge yeah, yeah, which yeah. makes the people around you who are also a bit more on edge to make you a bit more on edge. Exactly. Huh. So right. now everybody's just, this is the, the cool December sounds. But that's it. I mean, what what is the one weekly thing that you have to tell people regardless of what month it is? Yeah, regardless of what month it is. I mean, today, December 2nd was, I think, uh, they released the, the like your top podcast that you've been listen to, listening to on Spotify. Mm. You know, the yearly rap uh, mm. that tells you how many minutes, minutes you listen to a podcast. So, it's been fucking awesome seeing so many people share that Yalabad has been their number one podcast of the year. Uh, someone even had, well, has, has listened to 12,700 minutes of Yalabad podcast this whole year. Yeah. So, I mean, it feels fucking like it really makes our days and makes my loins uh, uh, buzz with, with tickles uh, to know that that many things is happening. And it's all down to people just, I think, organically sharing this podcast with people they mm. think might enjoy it. Lah. So our one weekly thing is that if you have also had your loins be tickled by us, uh, at some point, it would be great if you could just share this podcast with one person who may not have heard of it yet. Yeah, and 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 what we're talking about is you go to Spotify, your homepage, it will tell you your twenty twenty, uh, basically your favorite songs of twenty twenty. Yeah, and then one of it will be it's a bit like a um, like an Instagram stories uh, and Then they will list down all your favorite songs, your favorite podcasts, etc. And you will get to one point where they'll tell you which was your top podcast. And if we are your top podcast, in fact, it's a quiz, I think. They will ask you, who, guess which one was your favorite oh, podcast. Yeah. So if you if you guess and you and our podcast was your top podcast, please share that page on uh, your social medias. It really makes us very happy at, towards the end of the year to to see people sharing this and, and just telling the world about, about this community that we're building up. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, right now the leaderboard is 12,700 minutes, but it's not, I mean, that that's a nice number, but it's not really about the numbers. I guess mm. for us, we started this podcast like last year, I think as a test, and then we got caught up with our TV show. We restarted it this year because of, I mean, COVID, we couldn't film, and it has taken on a, a life of its fucking own, man, to the point mm. that, yeah, uh, I can, I, I think I can say now that the next episode will be launching something very exciting because we're not doing it today. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about, right? Yeah, yeah of course, the next of course. episode, 
Uh, it's something in the audio space that we are super psyched about and it all has come about because we have been so kind of blown away by the enthusiasm for this podcast and all things audio. Mm-mm-mm, correct. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, with that, shall we talk? start talking about what topics today? Yeah. Actually, it's, it's, yeah. it's, quite, it's quite, uh, quite a big topic, uh, the serious one. Yeah. I mean, from going to, from talking about authentic love, mm. we are moving to talking about fake meat. Fake meats. Uh, fake fucking meat. Yeah. Yeah. Substitutes. Uh, substitutes. Cannot say fake yeah, meat. The, the, the reason why we're talking about it is because just today there was an announcement that lab-grown chicken to be sold in Singapore after the world's first approval for cultured meat. And mm. this is not meat that goes for plays and reads poems and fucking just uh, jizzes on Ro- Romeo and Juliet. Mm. By cultured meat, they mean it's grown in a lab. Yeah. In a fucking lab, man. So so, so to, to clarify, uh, in a lot of the headlines, what you will read, whether it's BBC or The Verge or whatever, international news, they're saying that Singapore is the first country in the world where regulators have approved for uh you know like basically lab grown meat to be sold uh to the masses like right mm singapore man so so mm. essentially am i right to say that the first yeah commercially available meat grown in labs mm. is going to be available in singapore before any country and this is not just from one company it's from any company right yeah we are the first to give regulatory approval for it to be sold yeah Correct. So that means lab-grown meat cannot be bought anywhere in the world right now? Uh, as far as I know, yes, it can't be bought off the shelf in any part of the world. Okay. It, 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 it's, um, it's prohibitively expensive. It's prohibitively expensive. La. As in, no matter where you buy it from, if you could buy it. But Singapore is probably the only place where you can actually buy it. I see. And yeah. I mean when this thing when this thing is launched. Like, so mm. so from your understanding, right, what is the difference between cultured meat and impossible meat or beyond meat or whatever fucking like uh I yeah, don't know imp- what are the meats there? Eh? No, impossible meats, beyond burgers, beyond meats, all that, they are all plant based substitutes of meat. That means they use plant uh, materials to create something that tastes like meat. Whereas lab grown meat is, is literally they took cells like from a from a chicken and then uh, grew it and then cultured it in a lab to grow it into a piece of uh, of muscle or, or meat that that it will be served that is not alive. I mean, would you consider it alive? No, it's not alive. It's just a piece of meat. Lah. And then it's before, it it doesn't grow into a chicken or anything. It grows into a, a, a probably a slab or something, a fillet, enough to be sold to you in the supermarket as meat. Lah. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, from what I understand, I mean, it's actually fucking interesting, and it's interesting mm-hmm. for a whole bunch of reasons, which we will get into. Yeah. But first and foremost, right? Yeah. Like what Terence said, these these meat is grown by with stem cells, la. Mm. And from what I understand, stem cells, even in humans, are these cells that are like like fucking uh very malleable cells that can be that can morph into your bone cells. They they are basically like a. The equivalent of a cell fetus, mm-hmm. if if I'm not wrong. Yep. So by cultivating them in different ways, you can actually kind of groom them into different types of cells. Correct. Which correct. is why when you hear about stem cell therapy in humans, uh, like where they inject stem cells into your knees, mm-hmm. the what let's say you got weak knees, you have something to do wrong with your cartilage or your ligaments, the stem cells will like go to the respective areas and mm. turn into like those cells. 
that are ligaments or cartilage. I might be dummifying it a little mm. too much, but I think that's the premise of it. Like. So when they say stem cells of chickens, that means what? Like if you don't cut it, it'll just grow into a fucking big chicken breast. Right. I Possibly, possibly. Actually, actually you're, you're touching on something that is a is a very big critique of the whole thing as well. But we, we don't have to mm. go there yet. But, but yeah, I mean, we could possibly get as... Uh, as big a chicken breast as you could possibly pay for. Uh. <laughs> yeah. chicken, I don't know chicken why. Filet la, chicken filet. La, chicken I don't know filet. why you'd want giant chicken breast because you'd have to cut it to small pieces to enjoy it anyway. Because nobody, if, you have, if you've ever eaten like chicken breast, it's like a chunk. It's like, <laughs> why? Why would you do that, right? You know? No, it'll be like, you know that Christmas ham, uh-huh. right? You grow it into one big fucking sausage and then you slice off, right? So instead of harvesting like 10 chicken breasts from mm. five chickens, you just grow one fucking big chicken breast lah. Oh, and you just and cut it into little, little chicken breasts, like baby carrots. Yeah, oh, you know, okay, baby okay, carrots yeah, aren't yeah, actually yeah. baby carrots. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Are, they, are, they are like deformed carrots that have been shaved down to baby carrots. Correct, if correct, you didn't correct. know that, well, I hope you learned something new today. Yeah, but but I, but first and foremost, would you would you eat, assuming it's safe and everything, would you eat it, this lab-grown chicken meat? Um. Yes, I would. You would? Why? Yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't even say there's any reservations. If you're telling me that it can taste like chicken, mm. uh, it has the same nutrition as chicken, I will totally eat it. Because right now, um, I think I have, there's, there's my, my girlfriend has brought out a different side of me which never used to exist before. Mm-hmm. Previously, I used to be, I will eat to live. Mm. So now, I I little bit live to eat, la, right? So yeah. I'm like, you know about the, the taste and the craft and all that. Oh yeah, so let's but, clarify that a bit. La. That means you were the, the kind of person who like, when meeting up with friends, and then friends will suggest, let's go to this nice restaurant or let's go to this nice hot pot. <laughs> then you'll be like, no, la, don't want, la. I just want to go eat Subway. I don't want to go and eat anything nice. I don't see no, the value in it. Okay, you're the guy, okay, like, you're that no, guy, no. La, right? You were the no, guy. So you were the guy. It's okay, it's okay. okay. <laughs> no, to everyone listening, I must give context because Terrence is using this as an opportunity to, to talk shit about me based on something <laughs> I have done multiple times that annoys him, which uh. is he will suggest going to fucking hot pot for dinner when we are traveling in Taiwan for a shoot and all. He'll fucking want to go to all the hot pots. And I told him multiple times, I go to a restaurant so other people can cook the food for me. I don't want to go to a place and fucking cook the food for myself. <laughs> so I never understand the point of a hot pot or the stupid Korean barbecue thing because it's brilliant for the restaurants. If yeah. the food sucks, they can say you don't know how to cook. If you yeah. get sick, they're like, ooh, you undercooked it. It's fucking, and people still keep on going and I don't understand. Then yeah. you're like sweating and then you can't have conversations. You just have to watch the fucking food and all that. So yeah. Terrence is a fan of hot pot and there have been many a time where I've been, I've I've vetoed the hot correct, pot. Correct, correct. As because, long as... Has <laughs> because, because for, I think, maybe culturally, like food is a, I don't know whether it's a Chinese thing, like food... You know, dinner table is a is a is a place where people really come together, lah. And hey, you sit there. Indian people also, right? Well, okay, but you sit there and you talk about the food that you eat and all that. Whereas, like eating with Harish is like he will just start questioning you. Oh, for the next five years, what what's your plan for the next five years? And then you're like, fuck you! I just want to enjoy my fucking hot pot. Can you stop asking me questions about life? I don't want to think so much. I just want to think whether this chicken is nice. So that's the kind. That's the difference in philosophy between meals, lah. Harish sees, sees meals as like. A chance to interrogate people, whereas people see other hey, people no. see meals as a chance to enjoy, you know, <laughs> culinary craft. But it's to but, have but, deep but conversations uh, about but you've deep changed, topics. You've okay. changed since then. You've changed since then, right? You've changed since then. Yeah, I've, I've so changed, I, I want to give you credit where it's due. Yeah. I want to give you credit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, 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 so now, what's your take now? What's your take now? So so now I would say that if it tastes good, um, and if it's healthy, and if it does have the benefits. Uh, of you know reducing farming of domesticated animals and all that, mm-hmm. uh, 
I would have no issues with it, provided that it's safe, lah. And I assume mm. that's what these regulations are for, lah. But, what but about I mean, you? but how would you know it's safe? Because there could be long-term effects and stuff like that, right? Yeah, it would take so, like forty years to figure out. That is a very good point that I'm surprised like hasn't really been spoken about in these articles because mm. like what you say like these regulations have been developed what over the past year or two mm. years maybe yeah. and the food has been tested for one year. Mm. Correct. And, and, and last time yeah. yeah last time at some point cigarettes no one thought it was bad. Yeah. Or at least it the took years. Yeah. yeah. Scientific literature there was even scientific literature in you know saying that cigarettes can't be that harmful for you right? Oh really? There I mean, was? I mean, it was lobbying and everything, like This was paid no, for by way, tobacco companies, uh. In some way, you could mm. say the same about plant-based meats, right? Look correct, at the whole documentary, uh, the Game Changers. It was correct. funded by people like James Cameron, who have, who are, are investors in plant-based meat startups, lah, right? Correct, correct. So in some way, they are lobbyists as well. Yeah. Uh, for I mean, to TLDR. For me, I would avoid eating the meats for uh, mm. a number of years. Like I, I, I would not trust the meats for various reasons, lah. Which are um, number one, just because the regulatory approvals have come in, uh, it doesn't entirely mean that that it has is hundred percent safe for you and all that, lah. Uh, and, and before you say that I'm an anti-vaxxer and all these things, also, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> That you don't trust regulatory authorities before because I know we know people that are like that, like, right? You know, I, I do to some extent. Oh, I see shit, yeah. there are some uns- obviously there are some uncertainties when you take a vaccine and all, but in general, in the population and all that, vaccines have been known to you know, I mean, they have saved our lives and allowed us to live you know, these first world lives that we're living now, like, right? Um, mm-hmm. but the thing about this meat is such a new thing, right? It's such a new thing, and it comes from you must remember that it's it's. It's an innovation from Silicon Valley, la. and Silicon mm. Valley is the same place that uh, people like Elizabeth Holmes managed to raise billions With of dollars. Uh. Yeah, Theranos managed to raise billions of dollars, saying that uh, from now on, from now on, blood tests will just only require one drop of your blood, one pinprick of your blood. And she raised billions from uh, or hundreds of millions from very smart people like Henry Kissinger and 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 very 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 smart uh, entrepreneurs and, and investors just on the basis of the idea. La. And at, at the end of the day, it was mostly it was mostly vaporware and they were never mm. able to produce anything that was close, even even close to what they promised. And uh, yeah, la, a lot of people, I mean, because it's, it's to do with people's medical results and all that, I think there were people who were victims of the whole thing. So yeah. I always generally very, uh, after especially after like the whole experience of of you know, hearing about Theranos and reading about it and everything, I'm very skeptical when it comes to biotech stuff like coming out from Silicon Valley. Because if you look a bit also into like the background of the company and everything, uh, yeah, you know, they, they raised money from the start and they raised a lot of money. They raised money from Tomasic and Kosla Ventures and all these huge companies. And and now in Singapore, the, the they're building a factory or something like hundred twenty mm. million dollars raised and everything, also from some Asia private equity fund related to sort of food industry. But then you go back and look at the CEO's background. That did he come from food manufacturing? That's something I, I ask. The same thing that they never asked about Elizabeth Holmes in Theranos. Did she come from? Uh, did she come from a medical or biotech back background? She never did. Did she? No. Oh, she I never mean, did. 
and she studied in Stanford. She studied engineering, but she dropped out like halfway or something like that, lah. And to, and must give our 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 listeners listeners the context that you read the book, right? Bad yeah, I, I read the book. I I followed the podcast, everything. So so yeah. and then she's I mean she's on trial for you know lying to investors and all that, lah. So 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 it's a it's really a huge fraud. If if you ever had a chance, please go and read the book Bad Blood. It's a, one of the best reads uh, uh, in the last couple of years, lah. And, and and um hmm. yeah, it took like a very long time and a very persistent reporter to finally unveil the truth about Theranos because once you put money on top of money on top of money on top of money, right? For some reason, it becomes too big to fail and nobody dares to call out bullshit. So the, I'm not saying anything about the CEO, but I'm just saying that the first thing I did was just go and look at the background of the CEO, and then it turns out he did not come from a particular like you know, uh, food production or food research or whatever background. He came from an mm. entrepreneurial background. He was, I think, doing economic work for the Liberian government at one point, or doing and then doing social funding, uh, fund, like crowd crowdfunding for social ventures before he launched a food company, la. So mm. that that always just rings alarm bells in my head. And then, I mean, in Singapore, you know, we it's very good that we're very bold in terms of allowing foreign companies to come here and then we got infrastructure for you you know we got the expertise for you on that but I've also seen a lot of instances of like even in our industry the media industry like RGM Entertainment comes in you know is given 10 million dollars to 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 bring in Warner Media and Fox Media to Singapore and then end up the guy I think he buys a Ferrari and then after that goes to jail for for embezzlement you know so I've seen a lot of instances mm. where there's a lot of good uh, a good amount of public money is poured into like the next big thing in in you know the biotech industry or media industry or whatever technology, and a lot of it is like, and then they say, oh yeah, the regulators work very closely, so it'll be safe and all that. But the truth is, there's a uh. lot of there's a lot of uh money. There's a lot of money involved. The fact that Tomasi yeah. was an early investor, and I mean you you kind of need to continue proving that your investment was not bullshit, right? Uh, so like that, I mean, la. that's that's a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Oh shit! There's a bit of a echo on the mark. Where Terence, I can hear myself. <laughs> oh, on where? On your own headphones? And it's throwing me off. On your headphones or what? Okay, now I can't hear you, Terence. Oh wait, but I'm still. I only hear myself. Oh, just like hear just like just like everyday life for you. <laughs> okay, guys, we probably won't edit this out <laughs> because it is um. At least it's nice to know that it took hundred and four episodes for us to have a technical fuck up. Is it better now? Yeah, so literally right now, can I, can, I still can't hear Terrence. You can't hear me? You can hear me? I can, I can, <laughs> yes. Okay, I, I can can't hear you. you. I hear myself. Yeah, that's how you are all the time. <laughs> you only hear yourself. But I mean, I'm, I mean, technically, can you hear me? Okay, 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 okay. No, now I still hear you and me and it's throwing me off. I can't talk. Why can't? Okay, There's then a you. delay. Okay, okay. We're going we're gonna to reset our connection again. Reset. Okay, la. reset our connection. Reset. Yeah. So we can carry on talking lah. You you carry on talking. You okay, carry I will on carry on talking. I'll keep quiet and then you so just call me in. Yeah. Okay. You carry on I will talking. carry on talking. Yeah. So so yeah. So this is episode one hundred and ten. So now I'm calling Terence on WhatsApp, and we are just facing. We're trying to get. Oh wait, hello. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. We we're back. All right. We are back. Terence, you can hear me, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Cool. Lucky. I remember what I was just going to say because mm. I know. You went on a big spiel about uh, a bunch of interesting things. Mm. Uh, so basically, at, at the crux of it, you were saying that you will not eat these sort of meats for a bunch of reasons. Mm. I think even after listening to you, I would I would still eat the meat. Mm. But 
I just want to address certain things you said, which is which are quite interesting. Like the fact that you said, you know, now uh, there's, I mean, it does feel like there's a whole bunch of things happening in Singapore uh, when, it, when it comes to plant-based meats. Mm. And if you look at this one announcement of Singapore being the first country, country where the, the regulate, regulate, regulatory bodies have approved the meat to be sold, it's not just a, a one random thing in the plant-based industry that Singapore has done. Singapore mm. has actually been called the Silicon Valley of food tech. Mm. And uh, they are actually attracting a lot of big-ass companies that have uh, started in other countries, uh, inviting them to set up their their f- uh, factories here, their R&D headquarters mm. here. One of them is Eat Just, like, which you mentioned. Mm. They're going to be spending $120 million to build uh, some sort of processing plant here, which will be, I think, they are the one of the biggest in Asia, if not the world. Mm. And then there's a bunch of local startups. You know? There's mm. Shok Meats, which do cell-based seafood, Mm -hmm. Turtle Tree Labs, which does breast milk and cow milk. Mm. Life Tree Biotech. Float Foods, which also was in the news because uh, their fake egg, no, Mm. their plant-based egg is going to come out in 2022. And yeah, it just feels like it is is one of the core focus points of Singapore's um, uh, direct move towards, uh, like one of Singapore's funding focal points, Mm. which, which is a bit concerning, I guess, because... Before, for the longest yeah, time, we wait, don't so, see. Yeah. All I'm hearing you're saying is that, are you saying because there's a lot of money being poured into it, that's why it must be safe? No. Then I'm saying because there's a lot of money being poured into it makes me question it based on the things you said. Then you still, you still, you still want to eat it. <laughs> so that's why, I'm, that's why I'm going to call you out. Just stating, just being contrarian for the sake of it but then after that saying oh but your points are very valid and, and literally supporting hey, the you. points that doesn't fuck make you. sense no. that doesn't make I didn't sense say, that's just I trying didn't to say be you. that's just playing devil that's just Man. like being contrarian for the sake of it <laughs> I don't understand you're contrarian to the for sake of it I'm trying to entertain your thoughts oh, but okay. whatever you're saying now is still speculation right of course, of there's course. no hardcore evidence yeah so all I'm saying is I'm open to that like you oh. fuck. I'm not just saying but that I will eat regardless of what you say no, I'm because, saying what because you said Okay, yeah. to be clear, it's because you said yeah. you will still eat. So I thought you were giving a point to support why you will still eat. No. Not a point against it, why you should why you should. No, why so you, I would well. say my my conviction to eat is still overwhelming that I will eat it, but it's my conviction has been lessened by the points you brought up. So oh, okay, I'm actually okay, okay. giving you credit, no, you fuck and still you want to shit on that. <laughs> no, no, no. Skip. I wasn't no, sure where you were going with that. Oh, like all the all the big all the big companies coming no, in. No, because no, because it's true and like the, the company you mentioned just now, RGM Entertainment, I think our listeners should also Google it because it is a very real thing. No, It's not just we're saying, oh, you know, overseas companies come and take Singapore money and fuck up. You Google RGM Entertainment, mm. uh, the Australian and sing- citizen and Singapore resident called uh, Devesh Chetty, who was the CEO of that company, was actually sentenced to 22 weeks in prison uh, because he got 11 million US from the MDA. Mm, uh, mm. to set up partnerships with 20th Century Fox and Sony Pictures Entertainment and also to invest in Golden Village Cinemas and none of that money actually was sent towards any of those investments. Mm. And it was just a one big-ass fraud case. Mm. And MDA literally did in some way what the Singapore government now is doing for all these hot tech startups. Mm. Saying, oh my God, you guys are the next big thing. Come to Singapore, set up and we will we will give you this space, we will give you this. And I mean, it, it makes sense like, uh, 
as a country, you know, you want to invest in future tech, and mm. generally, plant-based industry is is becoming very big, lah. But mm. yeah, that is that is a good point you brought up, Terence. If it wasn't clear before, <laughs> no, 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 it is clear now. No, but 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 the yeah. the I think the don't 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 just go all the way back to RGM, uh, but just think about remember how Dyson said that they were going to build a car, an electric car, and the facility yeah. will be in Singapore. And then yeah. they, there was a big hoo-ha about them setting up HQ in Singapore. And then after that, yeah. once they got here, the first thing they did was it to can the whole electric car thing. Mm. Remember? So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, it's great that they're already here and they are, you know, I mean, big company, they're selling hair dryers and all that. But the promise of being able to build an electric car was, you know, exciting and made Singapore look like very, 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 you know, forward thinking and very progressive. So, it's not just a business decision that you make just to can the, the whole electric car thing. And, and, and then after that, it's like, you know, like Singapore as a whole just looks like very loud queer, right? You just, you made this big announcement and after that it ends up, it's just a pipe dream and nothing more. We are like the overly overly eager nice guy like, in school, you know, like you think a hot girl wants to date you mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, yeah, ooh, yeah you know, I'll take yeah. you out to this nice dinner yeah, then yeah, boom, yeah. she never show up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or she shows up but she brings her friends and then they, oh, on yes. your tap, they have a little party, they order little cocktails on your tap. Then after that, they go to the club without you. <laughs> yeah, and then they meet some other like uh, some sexy folk there and then they live with them and then yeah. you are just here spending like millions of dollars yeah. and not getting any ass. Yeah. yeah, Singapore, we have to be very careful to not be that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, it has happened many times before. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the truth is I, 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 I do, I'm a big believer in like plant-based substitutes for meat, nah. like impossible mm. foods. You know? I, I, I actually have, I mean, I've tried the product many times and I actually really like it uh, it, it when I eat the burgers, the Impossible Food burgers, you know, I don't get heartburn like how I would normally get if I were to eat a giant chunk of like, you know, like a wagyu yeah. burger. Yeah, I would get like you know mm. deep into the night. Like suddenly I wake up in the middle of the night and get heartburn and all that. Uh. Mm. So so I actually appreciate Impossible Foods as much as I know that it's exactly the same problems where they haven't been tested for the long term and all that. But at least all I know is that it's. Yeah, it's not meat lah. It's not something that will give me that kind of heartburn that that meat does lah. Mm. But in some way, I know that the criticisms towards uh, Beyond Meat and Impossible Meat is that it's overly processed and there's very mm. high sodium content lah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the thing, I guess the thing, that's where I'm like, in some way, if you think about taking the stem cells from animals and creating uh, a chicken fillet that by all biological accounts is exactly the same as an actual chicken fillet, right? Mm. So that's where, for me, it's like, okay, that's why I would still eat it because in some way, if you break it down to its cell structure and all that, it's the same. Mm. Uh, I w- I'm open to taking that risk la, because mm. for so for impossible meats and all, there's the overly processed thing. Mm. Um, and yeah, it just feels like, I don't know, like uh, there's really, yeah. So, so for me, it, it's still, I would eat it, but... Um, I'm also open to the fact that there might be long-term risk, la, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, but I think the, um, I think one question people ask is like, if you had to go to all that trouble just to, you know, we, because what we're facing is like uh, food, uh, people are worried about food shortages, especially the this year, the pandemic exposed uh, like Singapore's liability, like, right, to food shortage mm. and stuff like that. Mm. If you're worried about that and, and it's such a, you know, you have to, 
it has to be such an elaborate thing where you have to recreate a meat in mm. a laboratory and, and now it's still prohibitively expensive to like just like make it in the lab and then sell it on shelves. It's really expensive. La. It's there's not mm. even even in this release they have said that uh it will it will be priced at premium meat levels first and then after that mm. it will only go down like after a few years like when they manage like to commercialize meat, it. Yeah, yeah. But impossible but, but, meat is fucking expensive. Right? No but but impossible meat is still within reach. Like it's like like a, a burrito maybe costs a, like three dollars more. Impossible meats burrito is three dollars more mm-hmm. than a regular burrito mm-hmm. at, at let's mm-hmm. say like a place like Stuffed, which I feel is not oh. it's not out of reach. Oh, right? Okay, okay, it's not yeah, out of reach. Just, yeah, correct. The estimates for I think this chicken nugget by Eat Just is like fifty bucks. Yeah, fifty dollars. So it's like really premium. Yeah. So yeah, people are saying rather than go through all that, right? Why not? Yeah, really just find alternative sources of of something that tastes like meat, lah. You know, like create that. That's why. That's where plant based, plant based uh, uh processed food comes in uh. and and mm. I think the Impossible Food CEO recently he was quoted saying that um he's he he'll bet any amount of money that that this lab grown meats will not succeed as a commercial product. He said mm. he said the analogy is like uh let's say two hundred years ago, he said when we know when, when back in the days before we had a car right and we only had horses. We only had horses to pull carriages around. Two hundred years mm. ago, someone said, "Oh, we're so cruel to the horses to make them pull this and be beasts of burden." Maybe what we can do is grow horses in labs, grow horse, grow horses in labs, and then create horses such that they, you know, these are like actual uh, horses being created for as beasts of burdens, uh, you know. And then they have to go through all that, all that science to create a to to create a a uh, lab grown horse. They said, wouldn't all that time and energy spent creating a horse be better spent just inventing the fucking car? So that that's his analogy that he's making here, lah. In that the time think, the time yeah. that you're spending trying to create the exact uh, the exact uh, replica of the the item in the lab, that kind of R and D can and should be spent uh, on creating a substitute, lah, rather than than a replica. Because he said that that one of the reasons is that. If you are able to recreate like lab-grown muscles, right? If you're able to replicate muscles, shouldn't that be used for, um, you know, regenerating muscles in in human beings who have some disorders or or helping medical science rather than just to create food for people, lah? That, that's but, this mean, one big argument, lah. But I think that's that's a very easy thing to rebut. What first of all, his analogy. I don't know whether you quoted it wrongly, but if you quoted it. Correctly, I think it's a horrible analogy, lah. Because mm. in the case of the horse, if he's saying you spend the in the investment in time to recreate a horse, ultimately the problem with factory farming now is that yeah, lah. There's the horse itself uh, poops a lot. There's a lot of methane. There's the the treatment of the horse. The thing mm. about these lab grown meats is you grow the meat without actually growing the animal, lah. Mm. So you don't get the case of these animals being treated horribly and all that. Mm. Uh, and then the second point about how shouldn't the, the research go towards uh, human muscle generation. But for all we know, the developments that would come from the commercialization of meats, uh, the technologies there could mm. ultimately lead to human muscle. In some way, mm. it is providing a commercial element to it uh, and improving the R&D, which would ultimately translate over. is like 
how porn actually has led to a lot of innovations in the digital world in terms of camera, in terms of compression rates and all because it was a very commercial way of creating content. It's probably the most commercially successful content format or it was at some point. Like, it led mm. to a lot of innovation that trickled down to other aspects of digital content. Mm. So, and of course, he's the CEO of a competitor, right? Mm, correct, correct. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely, uh, there's definitely bias in what he's saying. But I yeah. also can understand um, what he's trying to say in terms of your priorities, where you're placing your priorities in terms of like R&D mm. and everything, like, you know, because ultimately being able to grow muscle and everything, that's a, that's a you know, like, I think Joe Rogan has talked about doing stem cell injections in yeah, the parts correct. of your body that, that where the, there's muscle degeneration and everything, and it helps a lot. Like. So that kind of thing hasn't been as extensively researched as opposed to, as opposed to the the big hoo ha about you know growing, growing chickens uh, growing chicken meat in labs uh. so so I think he uh in one sense he's he's probably saying that uh ethically isn't there uh isn't there a, a moral imperative to to actually research ways to make people's lives better by actually helping them with that first as opposed to just like creating. Uh, just recreating a luxury food, lah. You know, not a luxury food, lah, but just recreating a food, mm. and it's so expensive to recreate a food that is actually in, right now is priced so cheaply that the gap between a lab-grown thing and a and a chicken McNugget is so huge. It will never be by the time you are able to commercialize it to the point where it's the same, right? You might have found a cure for cancer or, or muscle degeneration or something already, lah. Uh, mm. So, so he's he's uh, he's giving that criticism that. It's not worth that time and energy to, to try to create a meat in the lab that will be as cheap as a chicken McNugget, nah. You know the effort to get there was just too much, and 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 yeah, I mean the analogy of of, of like um, you know, like like it's a bit like going to space, lah, right? People ask, what's the point of what's the point of space exploration and everything, uh, mm. and I think Neil deGrasse Tyson always brings out the example that a lot of the technologies that you have in hospitals like MRIs and all that were yeah. were created because of the human endeavor to go to space la. but yeah yeah but in this case that's a bit different because what we're trying to do is is recreate a very low level uh a very cheap meat lab is the cheapest of all the meats I think right mm. when we're not trying trying to recreate something that is like we're not trying to shoot for the moon not really we're just trying to recreate something that is already the most common meat out there la. And trying to say that it's going to be as cheap and just much more humane than that than that process of making that meat. But, but there's also okay. So the one thing is the cost, and mm. I mean ultimately the reason why chicken is so cheap is because the farms comp- like compress hundreds of thousands of chickens into such a small space, lah. Yep, right. Yep. So there is that argument, but there's also the argument about how lab-grown meat is a lot better for the environment, mm. which. Which I think there is a point there, right? You don't need that much space if you can do it in a in a factory. Uh, yeah, you don't have the problems of domestic like yeah, il- like treating these these domesticated animals very inhumanely, mm. uh, using up so much space and like really contributing towards climate climate change la. So I mm. think that is also an additional point. So for me, I know there's the there's always this debate about okay whether people should be researching in this and that. Why not we concentrate? But I mean, for me, it's like if people can can do research in one area, you never know what it could lead to. So I think it's a very difficult thing to navigate, like where research should 
should should the the funds should go like i think for me the bigger questions are okay like what are the long term effects yes mm. and what are the because ultimately my my i do believe in the fact that nat- like i mean after years of evolution the way nature has created things there's a reason for almost everything like and growing these things artificially in the lab just feels like okay if we are not recreating the whole chicken mm. what makes us think that we can recreate part of it without any adverse effects, effects lah yeah yeah i mean and, uh, and yeah i mean the year is 2020 when yeah. you know there are all these theories about going about it, that covid was created in the lab near to the mm. near to the the the, the seafood market wuhan right so yeah. wuhan. so i mean we like we can put on yeah uh, if you put on your tin foil hats and and there probably is a possibility that that is tr- that it could be true lah right you know so yeah yeah like what you say like creating stuff in labs like you know, maybe we should take a, we should think twice before you know doing it lah but I mean the for me the big the, another question is like you know on one hand Singapore is investing so much money into this new next generation startups with like yeah. plant based eggs and all that yeah. then on the other hand you know we are submitting hawker culture to UNESCO <laughs> then like fuck can you imagine all these hawkers who yeah. are really facing so many struggles if there's a constant pressure towards oh you know going to use like plant based eggs can you imagine the Hokkien Mee uncle yeah. like how he can't crack the egg on the wok anymore yeah, then yeah. you'll be like what the fuck is this yeah. you know so it just feels like as Singapore especially because on one it's literally a few weeks apart where we submitted uh, an old like our historical way of cooking food you know like from fucking 50-60 years ago and the other yeah. hand we are pushing towards this future and it feels like somewhere along the line there's it's like you are you are dating your your high school ex but at the same time you are pursuing uh some I don't know someone with like plastic surgery and mm-hmm. all these fucking things and just trying to reconcile the two la. yeah so I just I just thought that was, and also if you think about religion right mm. like is this food going to be halal mm, that's a big is it, question yeah. yeah if if I were to eat beef grown in a lab is it is it can you imagine all if mm. there are gods up there right they'll be like motherfuckers these people can't just do with what they do I wrote yeah. the bible 2000 years ago or the quran like like thousands of years ago I didn't know this shit is going to happen which then yeah. makes me think like are you really the god that you claim to be la? but then it becomes a bit a bit a bit uh, a bit iffy mm, mm, mm. yeah I know some, very existential yeah, I know some, questions uh. yeah some of my family members said they will never eat vegetarian meat because that defeats the purpose of being vegetarian yeah but so, well, that's yeah that's where I thought like plant-based meats uh you know it's an interesting substitute it's still plant la. it's still plant, yeah, la, it's still right? plant and, and yeah la. I mean there might be long-term effects from eating processed stuff but at the end of the day like if you if you're heaving down a wagyu burger there's also high chance you get heart disease and die as well la, you know yeah um, so so it's, it's it's a I mean maybe it's, it feels like a lesser of two evils when I when I eat an impossible burger versus a normal burger, um, but yeah, I was just thinking like yeah, really the Singapore is very interesting that you brought that up that you know we are on one hand we are like talking about preserving hawker culture, the other hand we also just pushing for it. Just really reminds me of like the whole you know like now like everything is like cashless payment, cashless payment, cashless payment, that kind of thing, mm. and and we're just being pushed to to adopt something, and 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 yeah, there's a the whole generation of people probably being left behind. You know, people who haven't caught up with the with technology and all that yet, lah. And and as opposed to saying that, yeah, they should be left behind because that's how progress is, lah. You know, yeah. Maybe we really need to think about how do we how do we help help them to 
tight through this transition and, and also yeah I mean I don't think this whole cashless thing is the best thing ever in Singapore so because sometimes when I'm trying to like pull up certain statements from more than just just slightly more than a year ago and suddenly the bank is asking me to pay extra $20 or some stupid yes, fees yeah. so I'm like fuck. fuck this cashless shit la. if like if they send me the paper then I, I'll, I'll file it somewhere I mean I'll probably have to find it but at least it's somewhere whereas if that like, is all digital then suddenly like someone can charge me money for it and I never really own it like you know so, mm. so it just makes me very worried when we just rush to adopt technology just to be seen as like forward thinking and a city of the future but yeah, we don't really think about the people here who are actually impacted by it. Shit, sure, are we? Are we? Yeah. Yeah, what? so, so to, to me, it's like, please, if you are someone working in the government who is somewhat involved in this whole sector, please make sure you read about Elizabeth Holmes, know what happened, and know why you must ask stupid questions and uh, things like that. Mm. Yeah. That is interesting. Uh. Yeah. And of course, if. If anyone has thoughts out there, we would love to hear from you on our subreddit. Because mm. honestly, this thing is so broad. There are so many things to think, of, think about. But you should look at all the startups that are coming out in Singapore. It's almost like an influx of startups that are raising like 12 million, 20 million, mm. $2 million worth of funding just to create like yeah, like artificial breast milk and cow milk. And they're all like the poster boys of the the biotech startup scene, in, the food tech startup scene in Singapore. So it is yeah. very interesting. But yeah, always question what you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And always question, just because the government or regulatory body approves it, you know, you still need to think about it for yourself, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. Exactly. But but that, 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 and speaking of like big regulatory bodies making big decisions, uh, yeah. our next topic is also on a very big change that is coming to our <laughs> men in green. Which is, which is what, Terrence? Uh, I don't have the article in front of me, but it's the SAF, oh, yeah, okay. the SAF. Sorry, Singapore Armed yeah. Forces. So, I mean, so to all our female listeners, don't worry. Okay, we have, we're not gonna do the thing where when you know when you go out with your friends, uh, like your friends made up of like a bunch of dudes, and then they just start talking about NS, and then you have to take out your phone and like start just checking Instagram and all that because you don't know what the fuck they're talking about. We'll break it down. We'll break it down. Mm. So essentially, okay, if even if you haven't been to NS you definitely know that when you're in army, you carry shit on your back and you got this vest and pouches and all this shit, right? Mm. So so both Terrence and I went to army a while ago. I have been, like, my reservist journey has been, uh, I haven't been at the front row of all the developments uh, through of the uniforms and the, and the bags, but I think Terrence will have a bit more to share. Mm. But essentially, the big announcement is that uh, there's this new load-bearing vest Mm-hmm. Uh, load bearing system sorry which mm. it, it, it just it's just like a, a much more efficient way of carrying all the things sh- soldiers have to carry uh, yeah. during battle la. so your mm. pouches and all apparently it allows for better heat dissipation it's basically like the army just came up with an arism equivalent <laughs> for the, the vest yeah 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 correct yeah so so what made you want to talk about this uh, Terrence uh, no I, I just read it and uh, I just got a bit pissed off because they said that it's not they're not going to give it to NS men la. meaning meaning <laughs> they're only giving it to operationally I mean people who are actually NS right now the young kids young kids mm. who are stronger and, and fitter than, than, than all the old NS men are they're giving it to the volunteer core that means people who volunteer to be in SAF uh, but mm. they're not going to give it to NS men and they said that whatever the NS men using now is adequate 
So to me, it was just like, wait, wait, you're creating all this stuff that is meant to help ease the load on people's knees, people's shoulders, but you're not giving it to the most vulnerable group of <laughs> servicemen who come back once a year, once a year, just to train for one week. You're not going to give it to them because, I don't know, budget or whatever, constraints. To me, there's mm. like there's like a big F you to the, to the welfare of all NS men lah. So, so I I felt that it's a very it's a very it's a damn big wayang. Oh. So essentially what you're saying is that yeah, like this one feels like it's well intentioned, mm. but it's not really being distributed to the people that who who would enjoy it the most lah. Or right? benefit from or it the most. Or would benefit yeah. from it the most. Yeah. But but I mean, okay, so so from from my understanding, when we were doing army, there was one type of backpack, one type of vest which mm. was fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? Uh, since then there was one big upgrade, right? Uh, the the LB now is the LBV, LB. yeah, ILBV, and yeah. I ILBV, and then yeah. now is the LBS, la, right? Yeah, correct. So correct. have you tried the LBV? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's what I use. So now, that's what. Yeah. So that's what you got for your reservist, lah. Uh, basically, I'm one of those guys who transitioned from the the old school uniform, the 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 second generation uniform, to the. Mm. Pixelated uniform, the pixelated and, one, uh. and now I'm I'm still hanging around with much younger guys in my during my and during my NS uh, yeah. So I've so tried means, all yeah. the different generations, uh, yeah. But the ILBV was that a big difference from the ones that we did when we went at National Servicemen? Yeah, it's a very big difference. It's a bit like those uh, flag jackets that the US Marines and US soldiers wear to so go into Afghanistan. Very, uh, yeah, it, it is a lot more effective, also, lah. Right. Uh, effective to do what? I mean, I don't know, like, like just better heat dissipation and better at distributing weight. Oh no, no, no! It's actually I felt I've always felt that they're much warmer because it like wraps your whole body. It's a vest, lah. It's right? a vest. It's meant to like it almost keeps you like warmer. Whereas the other previously, the older one was, it was like it almost felt like you're just wearing a, a belt with a strap, lah, like suspenders. That's it, lah. You know. I mean, I never got a chance to try that. I'm not gonna get a chance to try this. But mm-hmm. the, I mean, I was just reading this article. The first line I thought was a little, a little tickling. Like, well, what it reads is that the SAF, the Singapore Armed Forces, has rolled out a new load-bearing system or LBS that is better mm-hmm. at distributing weight and dissipating heat, allowing soldiers to last longer and fight more effectively on the battlefield. And yeah. I guess that last line, because one thing that has always occurred to me since army days, right, is that mm-hmm. as much as we train and all, uh, I yeah. mean, thankfully we have never grown up in a country where there was like fucking missiles and shootings and all happening. Yeah. Um, but I always got the feeling like, you know, we train, we talk, we are soldiers, this, soldiers, that. But if we ever got into some fucking shit, right, the moment the first bullet goes out, right, mm. I think most half of the NS men will fucking shit themselves. Lah. In, myself included. I don't know because it just feels like it'll be, it'll be something we train for. But, mm. But how many of us actually have that experience? So when I read that line, you know, to last longer and fight more effectively on the battlefield, how many mm. Singaporeans have actually been on a fucking battlefield? Mm, 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 correct, correct. So, but but so, that one, so you, that was, but that one is uh, I mean, it's it's a uh, I, I know Bopian, right? I mean, we just never been yeah, to, to war, I mean, right. that's a good thing, lah. That's yeah, a, that's yeah, a yeah. great thing. Yeah. That's a great thing. I just thought like uh, it just felt like I mean. I can imagine that, okay, like, this is for soldiers of all kinds and when we do go to war. But the army always had this thing like, okay, we it's good that we are pre- preparing. But when I read that, I was just like, mm, okay, that feels a little out of place. Yeah, uh, yeah. But ultimately, this whole thing is is like a new tech product. Like. It's like, yeah. uh, you know, the computer show every every year. Yeah. What's, that? What's that in CES? CES, no, yeah. CES. 
Ah, correct, yeah, correct. this is this is the army equivalent, lah. Yeah. So if you if you look at the article, right, there's actually it's quite funny because the whole thing is really long, ah. It's like a it's like a press release that was given to Channel News Asia, and then I yeah. guess Channel News Asia had no choice but to print the whole thing. So they go into a lot of details, and then there's this really funny bit where they interview the lieutenant colonel, who basically says, "Yeah, I quote him, ah." Adopting a human factor engineering approach, we utilize anthropometry anthropometry data of our soldiers to inform the design of the various equipment. This is Lieutenant Colonel Ho, who said that. Mm. And then the next line, they say, when asked if the LBS was bought off the shelf or locally produced, Lieutenant Colonel Ho said, uh, he just said, we just state our operational requirements and then we do our procurement through DSTA. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> He was trained in all the buzzwords. They said like, oh, you, you must use human factor engineering, like you anthropometry data of our soldiers. You must learn all these words and use them in quotes. But then after that, when the reporter just asked, oh, do you just buy off the shelf or is it made in Singapore? They, oh, we just do, we just take operation requirements and then procurement through DSTA. Which just means like, uh, no, like, I don't know Call anything pictures, about this. Yeah. Uh, we just let like, DSTA do it. Like, I don't know anything about where it comes from. <laughs> so it's like, it's... Is is almost he got exposed on the spot that he doesn't know shit about this vest, lah. Yeah, I don't know. Whenever I read LBS, I keep thinking IBS. What is IBS? Which is uh, irritable bowel syndrome, lah. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess, yeah. I don't know. That's a yeah. That's a joke. They probably in the army. Everyone probably, yeah, probably making, a lot. Yeah, but yeah, I love just, it. Yeah, like, every time, like I see, like does one of these things. They come out this giant press release and this quotes from these generals who who's, who don't know shit about human factor eh, engineering all that and then but they're just spewing all the words are there when when actually asked the question an actual question by the reporter that that I also interested to know the answer then they just say oh I, I, we just let DSTA do the procurement <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean they also interviewed two officer cadets I think um, who are basically 21 year olds who maybe are in the midst of their early training and mm-hmm. I mean I got a chance to go to OCS and like a few months in, you still have no idea what the fuck you're doing. Like. But the way they were talking about it was like they had years of experience, you know, like, um, yeah, since we have to be, uh, it allows that the suit is more breathable and more comfortable, uh, which would, what, uh, which would allow, ah, oh, fuck, what is this thing? So we have to be conditioned to the training and exercises, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he likes being able to reconfigure the pouches on the LBS to his preference or according to his missions. Mm. I'm like, fuck lah. If you're a cadet, uh, the only missions you go for uh, are like, I mean, not the most hardcore. Uh. So it just felt like, yeah, they're saying all the right words, which is very impressive if you haven't mm. been through NS. Uh. Yeah. I think it, when you're in army, the mission that you have is to not lose any of the equipment that is distributed to you. Uh. Yeah, just, or guard duty over the weekend. Uh. You're yeah, like, just, ah, shiba, I need to be awake from 12 midnight to 6 a.m., which is the yeah, lightest thing to carry. Yeah, when you're issued the equipment, just hide it somewhere where you, you will not lose it. Uh. Don't hang it on your pouch as if you are actually going to use it. Uh, you know? <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the big the big trick that they always tell you. Like You have all these pouches there, but it doesn't mean that you have to put it in a pouch. Uh. Just put it in your bag yeah. somewhere where it won't get lost. Because once it, once it's get lost, once it, it gets you're lost, fucked, it, you're, really. you're fucked. Your weekend is fucked, uh. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, like, I guess this is not the most polarizing. I don't know whether people are even going to say much about this, but I just it just felt like uh, I don't know even even know what the hell the army has been doing these past few months uh, during COVID. From, like, how are they carrying on with training? There was BMT for from a while. Home, they were right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, but but there, you, one, 
one thing from this during article, the circuit breaker lah, right? Yeah, correct. Uh, one thing in this article that I, I found quite interesting was that they also uh, redid the helmets. Uh, mm. As in, they created helmets that basically have, are high cut. It means they cut open the hole around the ear, so mm. that that allows you to you know wear more wear like other other things like your com set and everything while you're wearing a helmet. Which actually, I mean, in retrospect, is is like such a duh thing to do la, But but like yeah, like, I guess it took them twenty years to figure that out la. Yeah. <laughs> But apparently, it makes your brain more more uh, more easily exposed to snipers as well. So yeah, it's true. It's just because tr- last time is this last time brilliant it, trade-off that human factor engineering only just discovered. Last time it covered a bit of our ear, right? It covered, I think, yeah, almost almost like down to your ear lobe. A good least, amount right? of ear, yeah, yeah. 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 But right now, yeah, it's like exposing the softest part of your head. Yeah, that's like... It's Great. Like, it's like from like wearing a t-shirt to suddenly wearing a low-cut Low cut like uh cleavage, showing off your cleavage and everything. Like. <laughs> I mean, if you are a sniper, that's the what that's the one thing you aim for the year, right? You go oh, for. I thought you're gonna say cleavage. Oh no lah! Oh, what the fuck <laughs> you gonna aim for cleavage? Yeah. No, 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 no. If you're a sniper, you go for the head, right? So if the year is exposed, it's an easy target, lah, right? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. But I guess they they expect you to be able to put like I don't know binoculars or night vision goggles to prevent to alert you of potential snipers around, lah. Yeah. Another life tip yeah, is never. So it's a trade off, yeah. Yeah, try not try your best not to use the night vision goggles that are issued to you, lah. Just keep them in your bag somewhere. <laughs> Don't Why actually. Yeah? Once you you put in your helmet, then you you will get caught in some branch as you walk, and then after that is. <laughs> then, then you'll pull the branch of you. Then you will shake it off. Then the branch will swing and hit the person behind you. Then you'll be damn fucking angry if you. That kind of thing. No, <laughs> <laughs> so this one, I guess if someone hasn't gone through this, uh, this uh, NS and they read this article, they'll be thinking, oh, look, the Singaporean soldiers must be fucking badass. Mm. I tell you the stories, especially for people who haven't been through NS who might be listening who are thinking, mm. why the fuck are we talking about NS? Yeah. Some of the stories, I mean, I know there was one time when we were doing an overnight mission and we were all have to walk in one line, like, right? And then the moment, if there's a stop or something, everyone gets on their knees until we are activated again. So there was one time we got on our knees and it was like fucking, fucking forever and we were not moving. Then everyone mm. was like, what the fuck is going on? It's 3, 3 a.m. It's fucking dark. Then mm. someone went forward and they found out that my friend uh, mistook a tree for the soldier in front. Oh. So the tree wasn't moving and he stopped. But so, it's just fucking all distorted. Like we were waiting there yeah. and after that we all had to run and catch up and we all kind of fucked. Like. So, yeah. If you think like the Singapore army is full of army men who are like slick and all that, no, it's people getting their night vision goggles stuck in branches. Mm. People thinking trees are soldiers. There's so many fucking funny stories, man. Uh, in some ways, the the topic we were talking about earlier about Singapore being super welcoming to new technology and all that, but 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 the thinking about the practical application, not really thinking about the practical application of it on the ground. Uh, yeah, it is. It, I think. It, uh, army is one place where it shows it shows it the most lah. Uh, mm. you know where where you know there's a lot of like money spent on on uh, new technology and big hoo ha when it's released and all that. But then actually like the people on the ground actually using it are like oh fuck I got another piece of equipment I have to carry and sign up <laughs> for and take care of and clean <laughs> and and then when some idiot loses it in my section I'm fucked you know my whole weekend is gone and everything. So so yeah. it's like rather than do all that like you know it's. it's the, the the stuff that really matters they they like don't want to do la. but the stuff that like create allows them to use words like human factor engineering and anthropometry <laughs> they want to do la. they're very keen to do and everyone 
and all the colonels and Latin colonels all very keen to to learn how to say it. But then when they ask the actual questions that matter, like is this a Singapore product or or is it just bought off the shelf and or what, you know? They they say, I don't know. I just TSTA do the procurement. Oh, we went to Decathlon and bought. Yeah. We just bought <laughs> exactly. in bulk. Yeah. Or we bought from Taobao. Taobao, Taobao. <laughs> AliExpress had an offer. Yeah, during the, the past 11, 11, 11, 11 sale, yeah, there was yeah. a very good discount and we bought 200,000 helmets. Yeah. And then I had a shop very good discount. Yeah, my shop bank account allowed <laughs> so me to So now I got up. cashback. <laughs> he cannot say that. La. So he just said, oh, procurement was all through DSTA. Yeah. Yeah, and like through Shopback and the stack up discounts, we uh, had a cost savings of uh, $200,000, which was uh, going to be redistributed to all the Shopback accounts of our NS men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah la, so, so that's the thing. La. I mean, oh, every time man, they issue yes, this yeah. press release, there's this just this big part of me that just wants to like, just read it and just laugh at how hard they're trying. La. <laughs> Human factor engineering. So yeah, yeah like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Mm. just use English huh. SAF just use English you know I think communication is very important on the field and on paper so just use normal English that people will understand anthropometry is not a word that regular people understand <laughs> is that how do you pronounce it Anthro- anthropometry 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 yeah, anthropometry. What the hell does that mean? Right? No, yeah. no fucking idea, man. Yeah. Anthropometry. But 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 okay. Then that's just us being. Maybe we're we're just uneducated, uneducated losers who don't know the meaning. Maybe Scully, Scully, everyone below the age of of thirty knows yeah. what it is. Huh? <laughs> then like, we're the idiots. You don't know fucking anthropometry. Yeah. So anthropometry refers to the measurement of the human individual, huh? A like no, it's just like taking your measurements. Uh. It's like a tailor who takes your me- measurements, but he, oh, yeah, instead he says, plays, I'm engaging in anthropometry. <laughs> Versus I'm just taking in, your measurements. <laughs> it plays an important role in industrial design, clothing designs, and ergonomics and architecture, where mm. statistical data about the distribution of body dimensions in the population are used to optimize products. Yeah, like, it's mm. fucking, like just measuring tape. Like, they all just <laughs> use measuring tape. <laughs> Okay, okay. If there are, if there are any anthropometrists <laughs> yeah. who are insulted by our banter here, we're just yeah. we're just kidding. We know we know that you know a lot of thought goes into all this lah. But it's just when, when yes, it's used correct, by correct. when it's used by a lieutenant colonel in the army, that's when we shit on it lah. <laughs> Maybe he got he got anthropometrist background uh. You must a go and degree, check his LinkedIn uh. Degree in anthropometry. Degree in anthropometry. Yeah. <laughs> or then that yeah, please please let us know. Please let them kind of hold. If you have a degree in anthropometry, do let us know. Please then. please let us know. Yeah. Cool. But well, yeah. at least that was a nice light-hearted light, light, light fucking topic to set up our third and final segment called One Shook Thing. Mm. Yes. So, so, what is your One Shook Thing this week, Terrence? Uh, I think last week, during one of our goofy topics I, I was thinking of talking about was actually the weekend getting snubbed mm. at the Grammys. Mm. So, mm-hmm. uh, um, for those of you who don't follow pop culture, the weekend is uh, he's basically this artist who comes out of, of Canada, who first got prominent because he was doing a lot of collaborations with Drake, the rapper, and this was in two thousand uh, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, thereabouts, uh, about ten years ago, and 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 he was just discovered, sort of discovered by Drake, and and he did a lot of uh, he would be featured a lot on Drake's like. Uh, early songs like uh, Crew Love and, and, and um, what other songs are like Crew Love and, and uh, I can't remember the other ones uh, but but yeah basically he, his voice is 
the one, one thing about him that, that you everyone agrees on is that his voice is hauntingly similar to Michael Jackson's. Yeah, and, it is. And uh, at certain points, you you definitely can still can hear the Michael Jackson in his voice. Um, but the content of his songs is very un-Michael Jackson in the, in the sense that it's very not PG. It's like he sings about, uh, you know, drug addiction. He sings about, I mean, addiction to, to women. sings about things like that. La. So, so he's this... I think he's this interesting personality and he's very he's a bit of a quiet guy. He's not like out there in social media doing TikTok dances that much and all. I mean he still dances and performs and all, but but not in the sense and, and I think he he also dated a lot of like supermodels and all that. But mm-hmm. but I think this year or at least in yeah, twenty twenty uh, 2020, the album that he released after hours was finally like this was the coming of age of this superstar. La. I mean I mean, he's finally hit the pinnacle, or at least that this is if this is the this is as high as he has ever gotten, and uh, you know, critics and the people, fans, all loved the album, especially the singles like "Blinding Lights" and and "In Your Eyes" and and songs like that, lah. So, and he even made an effort to like make the album um, thematically consistent, so that every single. Mm every single music video, every single appearance that he made in public in the past year has been consistently of him in this red suit and, and, and you know, in this certain hairstyle and and going through uh, going through a story, like, basically. And and for an artist, that's such a... Especially an artist today, when it's all about how many streams for one song you get on Spotify, what is the number one song on your album, you know, what is the... Uh, you, everything is just broken into little little short chunks la, like your Insta stories your your TikToks and all that so for artists to actually take an album and then try and create a consistent look and message and theme and feel through it is something that I feel is is one of the most amazing uh, things la, in 2020 and um, hmm. and it just so happens that he also got snubbed entirely by the Grammys this weekend so he got zero nominations or anything which everyone is like going nuts about that. Like, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about why it happened because he apparently he he was scheduled to perform for the Grammys but he pulled up because he he was doing he agreed to do the Super Bowl halftime or something like that. Yeah. So anyway, long story short is is if you just uh, go and Google the weekend's YouTube and go and watch his latest videos and all that, uh he's taken, you know, performing live to a different level. Uh, in the sense that he every live performance he's made during this whole pandemic period, he ha- he and his creative team have uh, worked with the the host, meaning like a Jimmy Kimmel live or a Stephen Colbert live, and they have pitched uh, and all they have they have pitched to do almost like a live music video on the spot to perform the song. So so it's like huh. yeah, so they bring their own sets or they build their own sets and 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 they do pretty spectacular things like uh, with his performances at the VMAs or the AMAs. Um, I mean, I won't spoil for everyone, but just, just go check it out because I feel like this is like very rare where you see an artist actually going all the way into, you know, I'm, I'm playing a character for this this album and I'm just going to play it all the way through for this whole year. And, and it's going to be consistent. Every single performance I make, I'm going to put on the same makeup or I'm going to modify the makeup to to be thematically consistent with, with everything I'm doing. Uh, and and I mean the 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 if it really brings you back to the days of like uh you know artists like David Bowie or even like when you think about like the thriller music video from Michael Jackson where 
the look and the dance and the song all became so iconic. I feel like uh, the weekend is is doing that for his current generation. Mm. So 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 mm. do check out the weekends, uh, so, all his recent performances and music videos. So do people normally refer to him as a singer or really as an artist? Uh, singer, singer, singer. Because I mean, that that's the thing about. I think I can't remember the Forbes Thirty Under Thirty came out. Uh, and I think one thing that was clear is that the the influencers or content creators that are there, right? They are no longer just like a YouTuber or an Instagrammer. Yeah. They are all just people who are fucking across all platforms and coming up with their own businesses and yeah. performances and merch. And it feels like now to be just just a singer, right? You can't do it anymore. Like if you have an mm. amazing voice, but you do just that, you will be fucking, they're probably like a, so many of you like, and I think you show me one of the weekend's videos and yeah it's, he's doing stuff that is you watch also you're like oh fuck I've never seen that before which mm. is a uh, a big a big thing to say like. yeah and a throwback is that he collaborated with uh, Kenny G the weekend the, uh, yeah, yeah the weekend collaborated with Kenny G on uh, in your eyes so Kenny G's yeah Kenny G's ageless like, like he's I, I remember Kenny G. in the 80s or 90s my dad brought me to watch a Kenny G concert in Singapore he looks exact same, the same as he did back then. <laughs> it's crazy, man. I don't know. I don't know whether everyone. I don't. I think a lot of people listening now probably don't know who Kenny G is, lah. Mm, mm, mm. uh, right. It's a bit cool. like, like last time there was a, uh, last time because during the days of like CD albums or or, or tape cassettes, like um, there were certain instrumentalists who got very famous from like one particular CD album and and. So like one of them was like Kenny G la, who was known for the saxophone. So like literally mm. he would he got so famous off his his CD that he could come to Singapore and like there's a Kenny G concert and the whole concert is just him playing his saxophone. <laughs> and and Yeah, like, I don't know yeah. I don't know what his voice is like, man. I don't know what the fuck he sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so yeah, it's it's back in the day, like all these instrumentalists like Richard Richard Clayton, is it or Richard uh I mean, Clayderman, uh, Lucia Clayderman or, or Kenny G on it, they would be very popular and on their tours around Asia and all these things. And they would come to Asia quite a bit like, because I think they, they knew that the only way to really spread the word about their their songs and all that was through tours like, because popular radio wasn't, wouldn't usually play instrumentals that much. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's quite cool to... Kenny G. Yeah, it's quite cool to see Kenny G. And, and it's also because... The weekend's album is a bit of a throwback to the '80s as well. The sound of mm. sound of sound of tracks and all that you will it, yeah, will, it yeah, has it a does. very strong '80s vibe to it, like The synths and all. So so yeah, give that a listen if even if you're a bit older, because you you might actually really like it, lah. And pro and pro just try googling Kenny G through the ages, cause he really looks the fucking same man. Yeah, with yeah. the Maggie me hair. Yeah, Maggie yeah, me hair. He still got the Maggie me hair. Yeah. Maggie me hair. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So what is all your right. one shot thing? My one shock thing is something that I had no idea what is happening, but it it happening is happening on December second. Mm. It is the launch of Space Access. Isn't that uh, wait, isn't that like today in the, or yesterday? I think so. Yesterday. I think it is. Yeah, it's December second U.S. time. So probably right later now, today, la. La. Maybe yeah. when yeah now la. So when you hear this podcast, it might already have happened. But at first, I was like, oh, what launch is this? Is this another Falcon Nine or something? But it's this thing called the SpaceX Starship. Which, mm. if you Google it, right, it really looks like it's out of a movie, man. Mm. Um, and I think previously they are, they they had a lot of tests to get just the rocket uh to 
go into orbit and land back down and there were a lot of failures and then they finally got that and then they had the I think the Dragon which was a cargo ship that actually brought stuff up to the International Space Station and came back mm. but then now the Starship right is literally like it's meant for to bring humans to Mars la, by 2026 mm. and it's fucking huge man I mm. think previously the whole the whole structure for Falcon 9 was like 70 meters and it's very tall and slender this Starship is 120 meters Mm. Uh, tall with a nine meter diameter. Uh, so it's one long thick column, right? It looks like a huge. It looks phallic, lah, right? Mm. But it, it's fucking impressive, man. And I think up before today, it had its tests were only hops, lah, like 150 meters up and then land back mm. down. I think tonight is monumental because it's going 15 kilometers up in the air. And I think according to Elon Musk, he said there's a one in three chance of success. Wow. So tomorrow we will either see a fuck ton of videos of this thing landing sweetly or fucking crashing and burning like so many of their previous tests uh uh did la. But mm. wow, you just Google it. Have you have you seen it? It looks yeah, I'm looking dope, at a picture. Man. I'm looking at a picture of it right now, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's really like a movie, it's a sci fi movie. Wow, it's a sci fi movie. It's a hundred thousand kg heavy. And it's gonna f- I think that's the payload. That's yeah, the payload it can carry. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it can carry 100,000 tons. Oh, carry 100,000. 100, 100, 100 tons of, of payload. So, it's probably way heavier than that. Mm. And mm. I think the, the SpaceX is also quite cool. I think they were saying it's... No, no, it's it, the, is, it is. The mass is 100,000 kg. I'm looking at the Wikipedia. Oh, okay. The mass yeah. is 100,000 kg. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah it's fucking crazy. And they, the I think they... Oh, wait, uh, sorry. No, 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 no. It's the five, mi- five million kg. Five million kg. Yeah, the, the payload. Mm, Chiba, correct, I should payload have more conviction about what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask it. Sorry, sorry. The payload essentially means how much it can carry. Yeah, yeah, so correct, it correct. is, the thing is five million kg. The mm. the mass you can carry is 100,000 kg. Yep, yep, God yep. damn, man. Yeah. And they, I think SpaceX was referring to it uh, for a while uh, called the, the big, the BFR lah. Mm. Um, which I think meant like the big Falcon rocket, but of course uh, they probably did it knowing that the internet will take over and call it the big fucking rocket. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's launching so today. It's launching second December US time la. So probably by by the time you hear this podcast, the results would have been out whether it landed successfully or not la. Mm-hmm. It's going to be launched on in on in Texas. Oh, okay, so okay. Texas is what fifteen hours behind yeah. Singapore. So basically, so hopefully yeah, like, we'll get this out. Yeah, it's a, it's a test launch, lah. Right, it's a test launch. Yeah, it's the mm. first time it's gonna go beyond hundred and fifty meters in the air. Okay, okay, got it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. That means that, and they, he says this, there's still there's a fighting chance that it can fly to Mars as early as twenty twenty four. What? That's crazy, man. Twenty twenty four or twenty twenty six. He says there's a fighting chance it could fly to oh, Mars. Oh, fighting chance. But okay. Elon Musk, has, his predictions of timing are, have not been very good. Yeah. yeah. Incidentally, can we say what the pilot that we are working on? Uh, we can, right? I, yeah, well, we, we probably later, I, I, would, I would say. Okay, later. It is, are, it is sci-fi related, yes. But yeah, probably sci-fi later. related and yeah. it involves Mars. Yeah, 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 correct. Yeah. So it'll be exciting. I mean, we'll, we'll probably review more details about it as... As we come closer to as, actually as time doing it. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool, cool. All right. It's been a long one. Huh? I think pretty yeah. extra long, yeah. yeah Partly because of the technical, technical difficulties. La. So we yeah. lost track of time. La. We lost yeah. track of time. So if you have stayed with us till now, thank you so much. Yeah. And don't forget to go, go to Spotify and 
And if we are your top podcast, please show show us and tag us, tell us, and show the world that you're a listener as well. Hells yeah. Cool. All right. All right, man. Peace.